0: This is KCLR's Bottom Line
1: with John Purcell.
0: Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the city's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie
2: Uh, This time last year, I distinctly remember talking to our next guest uh, on a very crackly phone line. Um, Phones seem to be the uh, topic of the day, uh, but a lot of water has passed under the bridge and a lot of parcels have been delivered by Ken Byrne and Red Sky. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, John. How are you? Very well, thanks. Uh, Just give people an introduction to your business uh, before we talk to you about how the last year has been.
1: Yeah, so um, our business is Red Sky Europe. We're based here in Kilkenny, up in Purcell Vinge, Um, and we offer services for um, e-commerce and online retailers, predominantly around fulfillment, which is the storage um, of inventory, pick-pack, and sending them out to customers, and also financial services where we manage that for e-commerce companies around Europe.
2: Yeah, and when last we spoke, you were coping with an unexpected upsurge in demand as many businesses wh- who e-commerce wasn't really on their radar rushed to adapt to the enforced changes brought about by COVID.
1: Yes, no, exactly, exactly. So um, I, I suppose like many companies, it's 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 not all benefits COVID brought. I don't think it brought it any company, but... For us, it did bring um, an influx of people that needed fulfillment with the growth in e-commerce. Um, but on the other side, um, a lot of our target market, or one of our target markets, would be the United States. So with the limitations on travel, it probably inhibited our company somewhat on that front.
2: Yeah, uh, and you—you know—the company was established in 2017. How much of a challenge was it dealing with that shock all of a sudden, and um, you know, having to keep the show on the road while adapting the same as any business to the COVID challenges?
1: Yeah, well I, I suppose like many businesses it was a sharp change. Um, a lot of protocols around um um staff and the way the way people walked into business first with people separating being very conscious of um Um, protocols around that number one it changed our working environment we tried a number of things like separate ships and keeping people separated and in work and that one and that's been very successful so we've had no no um, uh, cases at all in the business which allowed us to keep open and keep uh, functioning Um, but yes I I think like any business it's it's been challenging Um, I think COVID affected supply chain and logistics and put a lot of pressure on that um, as well for, for companies to, to get products to their
2: customers. And, of course, uh, in the midst of all that stuff, we had Brexit as well, which I understand also had a big influence on your business. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back uh, to talk more about that. I'm joined on the line by Ken Byrne from Red Sky, an e-commerce fulfilment and financial services supplier to people operating online. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell.
0: Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the city's largest independent agency practice www.omf.ie
2: KCLR Proud to be local KCLR, John Purcell with you on the bottom line until 10 o'clock I'm joined on the line by Ken Byrne uh, founder of Red Sky Europe which operates out of Kilkenny uh, and provides e-commerce fulfilment uh, services um, quite a varied uh, range of work involved in the in the e-commerce fulfilment Uh, Ken, I was just looking at your website. You store stuff, you you can pack, kitting, packaging, all that stuff. Just walk us the different services that you are providing.
1: Yeah, so so with regards to the fulfilment, as you can imagine, customers come in come into us with different needs, and we'd have while we've a good number of Irish companies, we've also a lot of international companies, so a lot of would require maybe us um, uh, putting together packages to create products. they may have crowdfunding is a big one where they, they would do a peer to peer um type lending program to finance um a project and may come into us with a couple of thousand pre orders. Um we've we've just done um a large product for um, a client Power Caddy just prior to all the golf clubs opening where we took in a lot of their electric golf carts and we had to um insert lithium batteries into the golf carts and repack them so we do that as a project to create the finished um uh, product that we can then send out when orders come in so we we we're from an e-commerce background and kind of understand that no company comes in absolutely ideal, ready to go, and there's other services that um, that are required.
2: Yeah, so you're very operationally integrated with your clients, but also technologically integrated with them. Tell us a bit about how, how modern technology can allow um, you to operate seamlessly with your clients.
1: Yeah, so once we have their their stock in place with us here, we integrate with all of these selling platforms, different types of websites, Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, and we also integrate with all the marketplaces, Amazon, eBay, or any marketplaces they would be selling on, and it really means it's fully automated when a customer places an order on our client's website, it comes into us automatically and all the information and tracking numbers and everything is fed back up into the website, inventory levels and everything. So uh, the tech end is something we're really pushing towards. We have um, a full-time software engineer um, that works with us here in Red Sky. So we've um, a, a lot of technical capabilities. And again, this is to understand the market in the e-commerce. It's, it's very, while ultimately it is a product going to somebody, it's very, very, much supported by technology and you really have to have the capabilities to be able to service that for clients.
2: Yeah, now tell us, uh, I mentioned Brexit before the break, Um, presumably on top of Covid, that disrupted things hugely too?
1: It did, it did in a number of ways. Number one, as I'm sure it's well documented on the news, the supply chain into the UK and probably more so out of the UK was severely impacted and while I suppose we've had two years to work on Brexit. It was literally overnight it all changed and the infrastructure just wasn't there. I saw DPD for a number of months um, stop taking products or, or packages out of the UK. So we've had a lot of challenging challenges sending products into the UK. And as you can imagine a lot of our clients, the UK is a big market for them. And um, having said that, we have a, a good few um, new UK companies now that we're um, that have signed up as clients with us because they are now locked out of Europe, and we give them back their access into Europe. Which, which uh, I suppose swings and roundabouts, with, with whether it's good or bad, but I think it's been very challenging and really affected small and medium businesses both around Europe and also in the UK. But I, I, I think they're working towards some sort of a solution to at least make the supply chain the logistics end of it a little bit more fluid
2: yeah and notwithstanding all the challenges from covid from brexit and and uncertainty and so on things seem to be going pretty well for red sky you're currently engaged in a recruitment drive
1: we are yes and um, so we're looking for a number of positions and um, um, for people to join red sky in logistics and business development finance uh, customer service so all, all of aspects of the business we've um, big growth plans for this year and next year and really just looking for really good people to join the team.
2: Yeah well it's great to hear that uh, Ken because we chatted this time last year it was all uh, uncertainty then but onwards and upwards and your company's continuing to grow.
1: Yes yeah yeah no it's it, it, it's just uh, I suppose it's back to the people we have with us and have joined us during, during the year have really Driven the business forward and really given a hundred percent. And uh, I suppose any anyone would tell you who runs a company, it's it's all about the people.
2: Absolutely. Well, look, great to talk to you, Ken. Uh, that's Ken Byrne from uh, Red Sky, and best of luck to everybody in the Red Sky team, Ken.
1: The bottom line on KCLR with John Purcell,
0: brought to you with thanks to O'Neil Foley Accountants, offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the cities
2: was just this time last year when i first spoke to bridget kearney of Femme lingerie in Kieran street in kilkenny back then bridget was adjusting to the new covid reality and was telling us how she was adapting to the challenges presented to her retail outlet her bricks and mortar largely retail outlet in the first months of 2020 now almost exactly 12 months on bridget joins me on the line to tell us how she's getting on bridget how's it been over the past year
0: um, hi John, how are you? Look, it's 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 been a, ro- a roller coaster of um, a year and uh, like you said, it's been a year since we spoke. So back then we were launching, um, redeveloping our virtual fittings for Belfand Um and uh, yeah, we were starting to kick that off.
2: Yeah, and just tell us a bit about your product range. A lot of it is in the name of course, but uh, your virtual fitting, you were doing virtual bra fittings, which was quite unusual at the time.
0: Yes it was. Um so like I fit without the use of a measuring tape. Um and so really and truly it 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 was brilliant for us because then I could take the business to online and offer the virtual fitting and um and and, and thankfully a lot of our customers and new clientele um came on board and thankfully it has worked for us and the business.
2: Yeah, now I spoke to you last May. Uh, We we had a couple of more months of of restrictions ahead of us at that stage. There was another lockdown in October. And as we speak, we've been locked down for the past um, four months, I think it is. It's unprecedented. But how's the business gone? And what have your customers, how have they reacted to, to going online?
0: Yeah. So look, I think we all had to adjust, including myself, because I'm a real face-to-face person. I like to have my clientele in the sitting room. So for me, we um, when we launched that, you know, we always had it anyway. So people were familiar with it. It wasn't just new to us. We just we launched it in a bigger scale back then, um, and um, my clientele were very happy to be able to access lingerie um, during the pandemic, during the lockdown, um, and um, and it also brought client tell to us that probably would never get to Kilkenny. Um, So it's something that we will have to keep on to. You know, once the shop opens, we will still do it in a smaller scale to what we're doing now, but we will still have it. Um, So our customers were very grateful that they could still communicate with me um, and still be able to buy the lingerie.
2: You must have had to learn a whole new set of skills. Looking back, how, how did you develop as a person in business over the last 12 months?
0: Um, well, we had to change. You know, I, I think you know. I, I I was saying this recently that you know I like to be able to go to the shop to to do my you know to to work and be at home to be mammy. And um, so in this way, I had to um, I had to cook the dinner and answer the phone and do loads of different things in the one day. Um, but look, we adjusted, and um, I'm very grateful to the. Co- my clients that came on board and and you know kept the business going and and worked with us and you know we've had a few delays with uh, shipments coming in with stockwise but everybody has been so patient um and uh, yeah and look online is the future of retail and it's something that we will have to adjust to and thankfully you know we have taken up on the the voucher the the trading voucher and we've redesigned our website um for for the for the future and we're hoping to launch that um at the end of may
2: yeah now you mentioned there about you know balancing work and family when you're online uh, you've probably been at home a lot of the time Uh, when you have a bricks and mortar store you're open nine till six or whatever how have you adjusted to the kind of 24 hour always on you know any foibles or is there a particular time when people do their lingerie shopping online
0: no, not really. Um, I, I think you always have to be online when you're self employed anyway. Um, but um, I, I found that in the evening time our online orders um, always came through um, and then during the morning people really wanted to communicate with us if they had placed an order the night before um, and then you know, during the day we were doing our virtual fitting. But so what I did notice, John, as time went on, we changed um, certain times of the virtual fitting um, to later in the evening. So on a Thursday evening I actually do the virtuals between five and nine o'clock at night and the clientele loved that they were getting to talk to me they were they were nearly opening up about their days we had some great conversations i learned so much um from clientele ba- um, and through those hours that we still do it um so like we were all we're always on we're always working and um, to try and do whatever we can to keep the business alive now during these hard times
2: yeah now you mentioned about uh, you know the online being such a crucial part of the future but there must be a future for bricks and mortar retail as well. How do you feel about that?
0: Like, I'm very grateful for online um, through this, like in the past few months. But I will always say that bricks and mortar, you cannot, it's a different experience. You are meeting the owner or the staff. You're getting that one-to-one. You know, it's the experience, isn't it, when you walk into a boutique or a shop, that it's a complete different experience to buying something online. So I definitely will always say that I love having my clientele on the shop floor in my fishing room and be able to communicate with them face
2: to face yeah now we can't counter chickens but hopefully we're we're facing into uh, a return to opening of bricks and mortar the so-called non-essential retail how are you feeling about that
0: well, I'm very excited I'm uh, to get back um, and um, I'm hoping that this is the last lockdown um, and that um, I'm hoping that once we get back and the doors are open, that we can keep the head down and, you know, put everything in place for um, a future and rebuild the business again. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Bridget, uh, when you do reopen, you're in Kieran Street in Kilkenny, but just give a shout out to your website address in case anybody wants to find out what you've got to offer online.
0: Yes, so the website is ie, um, and you'll get all our opening times and all the details from there.
2: Okay, Bridget, thanks very much and best of luck to everyone in Belfem.
0: Thank you. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the South East.
2: Now, it was around this time last year that I last spoke to Bridget, but it was exactly this day last year that I spoke to Joe Sheridan, a man who pre-COVID was one of the country's leading stained glass specialists working with churches and places of worship all over the country. Now, one year ago, Joe was at the forefront of helping businesses, protecting their employees and customers in the then novel installation of screens and protective barriers. He was one of the first and the original Pivoters, uh, changing his business around. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Joe Sheridan. Joe, how are you this morning?
3: Very good. Uh, very good, John. Thank you very much.
2: Hard to believe it's a year since we last spoke. I remember it well.
3: That's right, uh, it, it mad knowledge the year was it seemed to go extremely fast um, extremely fast for us anyway because we were we were just flat out busy to be honest with you.
2: Yeah now tell us about your business pre-COVID. I mentioned there that you were going to churches and places of worship the length and breadth of the country. You had a good viable business but things changed.
3: It did John yeah sure um, the we've, our stained glass business was established probably around 35 or 40 years ago and uh our main line of business would be churches and cathedrals as you say throughout the country but um sure overnight all sites closed and um and unfortunately all the stained glass uh, work ceased you know so we probably had to think quick and i just seen that there was a market there for protective screens and uh we 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 just started making them and it, it it just went from strength to strength, you know.
2: Yeah, I remember talking to you this day last year, indeed, and and it was a kind of a novel invention. Um, how how busy have you been, and what kind of businesses have you been doing?
3: Uh, oh, it was in really, really busy, I'd say. Genial. I must have been working. It must have been 80 hours a week, I'd say. We were doing pharmacies, shops, hotels, offices, um, and then probably towards the end of it, a lot of, um, yeah, mostly offices, I suppose, at the end, John. Uh, making making it safe for, for for workers to come back back into office spaces and that, you know.
2: Um, yeah, and was it, um, you were all over the country uh, before with the stained glass, presumably you, you pulled your radius back in, but were you just sticking to Kilkenny or were you covering surrounding counties, Carlow, Wexford, Waterford
3: Mainly um, Kilkenny, because to be honest you, we were so busy, um... It would have been. It just would have taken too much time going out and measuring and going fitting the screens outside of the county. Now, however, we we did do a lot of screens in. Uh, we did schools in like the Waterford in Carlow, and um, you know, in, in some of the surrounding areas, Clonmel. We did a bit of work up in Clonmel and places like that. But it was mainly Kilkenny, and we would have done all of the likes of maybe Petmany and that. Now we did them right through the country, all right. But uh, no, we kind of mainly stayed. Said in Kilkenny and we were very lucky and uh, you know I have to big big thanks to all the, the businesses in Kilkenny because uh, they really really supported me you know.
2: Yeah and uh, you be in the know do you think protective screens and so on are here to stay or can you see a time, what What are people saying that you're talking to in premises that you visit or are they, are they here for the long term?
3: Yeah well uh, to be honest with you John I kind of, I concentrated I suppose on a kind of a a high-end kind of finished screen. Um, I All my screens were done in, in, in a safety glass. They weren't a perspex kind of a screen. So a lot of the screens that I pull up, certainly in, in, in doctors' uh, waiting rooms and surgeries and uh, shops and that, I know 90% of them are going to stay in place because I suppose they do give a sense of security to people. And... They're not, to be honest with you, they're not going to take it from. I suppose the visual effect of, of of the counter that they're that they're sitting on. I suppose you know. So, judging from from the people that are that are after buying them off, me, I would say ninety percent of them are going to. They're going to leave them in place, you
2: know. Yeah. Now you had a well-renowned business in stained glass, as I said. Uh, churches have been, uh, you know, closed for many months and closed as places of worship. What's your feeling about that particular part of your business into the future?
3: Yeah, it's certainly a worrying time. There's no question, and it's very challenging for the church at the moment because uh, I suppose not only not only um, have they lost out on, I suppose, a, a, a lot of source of income. Uh, from all of the masses and collections so forth over the last year, but also I suppose the the, the clergy they're aging as well, and unfortunately there don't seem to be too many young people, um, you know, joining joining the church. So it is a little bit worrying, that's for sure. Um, but I suppose in the glass end of things, there's many different kind of angles to it, uh, be it churches, houses, you know, pubs, hotels restaurants you know there's many different areas that you you, you can branch into um, and I suppose maybe now maybe we'll have to look at maybe that more so, you know.
2: Yeah, now uh, another area that's been very under pressure is the whole rural pub. Uh, and Many of them have been locked down for like 50 of the last 52 uh, weeks. But you're a man who's um, <laughs> taken a brave step and you've actually bought a pub in the village of Kells. Tell us about <laughs> that. I did, yeah. Uh, some people say I
3: might be a bit mad, but uh, yes, that's right. Um, we bought Shirley's pub in Kells. Uh, Shirley's is, uh, sure, look, it's a, it's a lovely little pub in the heart of the village and uh, it has been closed now for a number of years and uh, it was always something in the back of my mind. i said, I'd love to buy it and do it up and, and, and uh, run it again as, as, as a good pub, you know. And
2: how are you feeling about the future of small villages such as Kells? What have they got to offer in your view?
3: Well, Kells is actually, like as you know, Kells is a beautiful village. It has the beautiful Augustinian Priory, you know, the river, uh, lovely mills, Um, the round tower, it has a huge amount to offer. Uh, and to be honest with you over the, over this COVID period, it's more and more people that has come out to visit the Kells and believe it or not, there's people even that live in Kilkenny that have come to see the Priory for the very first time over the past year. So tourists will always be in and around Kells that that's for sure.
0: KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. Www.omf.ie.